0: I always have to bump my thing up or bump yours down a bit. Okay, you are you're more
1: connected. I got to start on a on a two minute tangent here. Okay, you are more connected to the rap scene than I am. So, do you know who Six Nine is? Six Nine. No. It's got a bunch of face tattoos. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The guy
0: who's uh in court right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I was watching this podcast where he was on the breakfast club podcast. Okay. And the, so do do you know what happened here? It sounds like he got arrested right after that.
0: Uh, no, I, I haven't really followed. I just know he's in court right now, but, but um, is he like a gangster? Is that what he's in court for? No, I forgot what the actual, uh, what, what the thing was. I actually don't even listen to him at all. Um, for armed armed robbery and racketeering Oh, and okay. drug trafficking shit
1: well it's funny cuz i was listening to uh i was listening to a few of his songs cuz i was like why is this guy so popular mm-hmm. and i'm fucked if this is like the new music cuz i i listened to about 30 seconds of it and i was like this is
0: absolutely garbage i don't i don't understand the new 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 music even new new rap i don't understand it like rap has moved to like mumble rap, and it's not as much about like the poetry of it all. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I, it's it's different, man. It's different. Like rappers used to just kind of smoke a lot of weed and uh, rap about that, and now they drink a lot of like cough syrup and they kind of talk about that. Uh, but it's a very different vibe now. Rap music.
1: Yeah, it feels very angry, and I guess it's always been angry, but this is very
0: dark. I feel it's not like so much angry, it's just dark and really um, it's very like in your feelings kind of vibe to, to it all. Mm, interesting. Um, I, I don't know. So you're not, you're not, not, you're not, you're not totally on board. No, I just don't, I have, I I know of this person. I don't, I never, I've never listened to any of his stuff, but um, <laughs> I, I know he's part of the new wave of, of uh, kind of rap. So, I, you know, I haven't really listened to much of that. Maybe it's because I'm old, man. It's probably because I'm old.
1: I feel like it's important to like stay abreast of this stuff. Mm. But I think when you use phrases like stay abreast, you, you, you're you kind of uh, – you you're by definition, you're kind of out.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But obviously, this wave is, is very popular with the younger generation. So it speaks to them in some ways um and maybe speaks to like kind of what they're feeling how they're growing up you know um so i i don't know it's hard like i imagine like my parents listening like watching me listen to like 90s rap is they're 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 like what is this why is it so much swearing like yeah why are you guys just talking about drug dealing and like shooting people and like gangster life like why why is this a thing why why are you into this um but yeah i don't know I, I think it just means old man um
1: I feel like uh, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna th- throw a book recommendation out there and then we should do like a book club on it whenever you get a chance to reading it um, yeah. it's called the coddling of the America the coddling of the American mind okay and it's all about how we are making our kids safer but dumber and we're putting bubbles around them and and it's sort of been starting kind of our generation since the mid-90s and then it mm. kind of crescendoed in 2015 with like safe spaces and um treating uh speech as like violent like you can you can actually get wounded by someone's speech and this whole like left versus right and deplatforming, and it's a really it's a mm it touches on a lot of the stuff we've talked about. Like, are we just soft or are we, I like, guess the world harder or are we just softer? And yeah. this book kind of explains that it's a bit of both, but we're, we're just softer. Like when, and there's a lot of data from our childhood, kind of like night that kind of like the nineties onward, where there were these like active political um, campaigns to try to make like, to to force parents to put bubble wrap around everything literally and, fig- and figuratively it's really really interesting i feel like it's good for parents cuz it it has this great quote about parenting where it's like uh, i'm going to butcher it but it's something like wind wind can put out a flame but a, oh, i, I can. wind can put out a flame but air feeds a fire so okay kids are like fires and parents you don't want to like blow them out you want to give them just enough oxygen so that they can burn brighter and stronger so Mm. it's like maybe you should let them play with knives every once in a while or you should let them you know fall and and actually cut themselves and hurt themselves and um anyway just uh want to throw it out there as a book room as a book book club reference
0: i i you know what's weird like i don't know if i'm coddling and i feel like i am sometimes and sometimes i i'm not but i don't even know like like i need to almost see it side by side of like my parents raising me at this age versus like how i am raising abby at this age Mm -hmm. you know because i remember my parents being hard on me but i don't know if that was just when i was like you know like five or six like when i can start remembering things um but because i i'm like if i was like one or two i i was like when my my parents beat me i was like oh maybe i and i I don't know it's different times um but like yeah the other day i just uh i boiled I boiled water and the kettle was hot and i was like abby you want to touch it i was like okay let's touch it and it, it was obviously really hot but I just like tapped it really quick with her finger. And then she started crying. And Alicia's like, why the hell would you do that? That's so <laughs> stupid. But like, well, now she knows and she'll not do it again. Like, you know, like you, you're going to you can just tell her no for as many as many times as you want. But she's always going to be curious until she finally does it. And now she she really knows. So it, it's, it's probably better, right?
1: I know. But I had a similar thing today. I was at the park with Emma and She wanted to climb over these, you know, kind of icy, jaggedy rocks. Mm -hmm. And there was like the lake on the other side. And she was like really determined to climb it though. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I guess we're going to climb these rocks. And part of me was like, I I really should let her figure this out herself. But then there was this other, maybe more like lazy part of me, which is like, I I can imagine a 1% scenario where she dies here. Like she falls here, ricochets here, um, cracks (laughs) her head. Like I'm far away from a (laughs) hospital. Like there is like a 1%, maybe sub 1% chance of death here. What's more likely though, is that she slips, falls forward, bashes her face on this rock, maybe breaks a tooth, cuts her face. And I'm like, is that the less, like do I really want her to learn this lesson today? Like, so I kind of compromise for like, I'm not going to say, no, we're not going to do the rocks, but I'll do them with her. And then, and and like, I I noticed like her footing was off a little bit and she kind of gave me a look like, oh, like you're here, right? Like in case I fall. And so I'm like, I think this is like a happy medium. But then there was part of me too that that when we got home to kind of make up for it, because I'm listening to this book now, she wanted to like go upstairs and jump on the bed, which is something that she loves to do. And normally, I'm up there like watching, making sure she's fine. And I was like, look, I have to cook dinner. But yeah, you go ahead. Go go upstairs and jump on the bed. So I was downstairs cooking dinner. She was upstairs jumping on her bed. And then like five minutes later, she just walked down and she was done. And I was like, okay, like that's – old me would have just like gone up there. And now I'm not making dinner. Now I'm watching her. So I, I'm, I'm going to try to find these little compromises. But so anyway – I don't think that you. I think you made the right decision. If it were me, I would have let her touch it instead of me putting her, her hand there. I would have tried to see if, and if she didn't want to touch it, I would have just been like, okay, that's fine. Um yeah. But I don't think it's bad. I think yeah, like she'll totally know that that's hot, and she won't touch it, hundred percent.
0: Or I have like I bought like you know the IKEA step stool, right? So she kind of crawls up this thing. And so she can stand at, at the island with everyone else, and I—I I don't know. Like I feel a little bit uneasy with her being there because I'm like, you can fall, and oh, you're gonna, yeah. it's just- and, she, and she will, man. Our kids have eaten shit multiple times on those things. Yeah, but you know, like the the, the alternative is I'm standing right beside her the whole time, right? And I'm like, is that coddling? I not, probably a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, because I think in that case the worst the worst case scenario. Is she falls and bumps her head or something like that. But she's like, we're talking what, six inches off the ground, like um that that's that's 20. not gonna that's not really gonna yeah. end in, you know. Uh our, our kids like climbing on the chairs. Like we have an we have an island and they'll eat yeah. breakfast on the chair. And like multiple times, Jack, and, and I've seen it happen, and part of me doesn't say anything because I just know. And I've, I've done the little calculation that, okay, he's not going to like break his teeth here, but he'll like fall off the chair <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, see, you can't watch TV and eat and do this at the same time. Like you have to, you have to pick, you got, you got to pick a couple things here. Um, actually, I think That's that was good. I think that was a Sego Mini uh, accident because- he likes to play Sego Mini with the TV on. Like we'll be watching TV in the background, and he's like balancing yeah. on this chair. It's like you, you only have so much attention, bro. Like you're not gonna, you can't, you can't play this super engaging game, um, <laughs> and balance.
0: But it's probably better, right? Like he fell and he learned, and he does. He but still he doesn't do it? learn. He
1: does it. He keeps doing it. So like part of it is like he just he kind of knows that it's not going to hurt that much. He's willing to take the risk. Yeah. Um, Oh quick Sego update. So um the what's it? I don't even know what it's
0: called. It's like a tobogganing one. Uh Snow Day.
1: Snow Day. As a new favorite
0: in the house. Oh nice. Well, very uh very apt for the weather and the season.
1: hmm I know Emma nice. likes to run over the penguins.
0: And uh, well you just run, you just drive by the penguins. Don't, you don't you don't like run them over like Oh, I thought can, they like fly. I thought she hits them. No? I think they they're in the foreground there. If I remember, I haven't played that in a while. But I think they're probably in the foreground there. As you as you like drive by, they kind of pop pop around. Oh, okay. I think I I don't I don't I don't think I, would I run assumed
1: them. I assumed she was running them over, but but maybe oh you might, run
0: over, uh, you, might, you might bump a gnome. Okay. gnome. You know, anyways, gnomes yeah. are okay to bump, not penguins. Well, when you say run them over, I was thinking like running it all like you know like under under the they fall under the car and you're like running them over over
1: oh no you kind of like but like you like knock them out of the way
0: yeah, yeah, yeah i i think i think there's a gnome uh that you you kind of you kind of bump uh but i think the penguins are yeah i think they're in the foreground there if i'm not mistaken uh so they kind of like they activate when you drive by gotcha um but dude that's actually interesting um coddling of the american mind i maybe I was, I was thinking of like essay topics to write about and maybe that's a good good topic but i feel i need to fully understand what coddling means yeah they
1: actually they talk like about how, that because they, they, they didn't did like that, that title yeah they didn't like that title no. at first but they so they wrote this it's the one of the most viewed articles in the atlantic of all time and okay and then they turned it into a book after like they they like expanded it out into a book, but, um, but yeah, it, it's just really interesting. Like the, the like one of the simplest ones to kind of illustrate the point is how when peanut allergies started becoming a thing, the mm-hmm. the knee jerk reaction was oh, okay, so no peanuts anywhere ever. So schools banned them. Uh, factories started moving to peanut free facilities. And Mm -hmm. what happened though was they didn't understand like the underlying cause. And it's that if you don't expose people, if you don't expose kids to peanuts, they're more likely to get a peanut allergy. So then what happened Mm -hmm. was all this like reaction to what was just like a bit of a like abnormality in the population led to everybody freaking out and then not exposing their kids to peanuts. So now, there are record number of kids who are allergic to peanuts because they're not getting that um, mild exposure when they're like two or three months old or, th- or six months old um, because parents are terrified to give anything in case their kids, you know, go into anaphylactic shock. And so like we've, we overcorrected it so far that we actually made the problem 10 times worse. Um, and, their argument is that we're doing the same thing right now pr- particularly with like free speech and like you've got university kids saying that you know letting a right-wing conservative not like a not like a nazi just like a right-wing conservative person speak at their university is actually like the same as physical abuse like they are they are being abused by his words therefore mm. this person cannot speak and their argument is like hang on here if we're equating words with physical violence like we got a problem like um, mm-hmm. this generation will never discuss ideas because they think it's like they think it's the same as like getting punched in the face um
0: right so the, the book just talks about how the world is more left-leaning now and because it's i guess it, everyone's more left-leaning so when you have a right right winger kind of speak it, it just feels very offensive
1: yeah, exactly. Or like um you yeah, the there's this movement to protect people from things that might like trigger them. And the problem is there's no kind of there's no clear line, so then every every year the line gets keeps getting pushed further and further and further and further so much mm-hmm. that like now you have a lot of these kids who they're actually scared. Like they've been convinced that by just listening to somebody else talk, that's going to somehow affect them and create trauma. So they don't even listen to what the other side is saying. And then that makes them go deeper in their own bubble. And then they never get outside their bubble. And then they think that the world works a certain way when it doesn't work that way. And like, so it's, it's this really kind of bad cycle and, they uh and they think it's getting worse faster it's like ex- it's it's in like an accelerating spiral mm. and that's why they wow. wrote this book cuz it's kind of like uh they're trying to put the brakes on some some things especially with i feel like it's almost written to university professors it's like like they're professors and then they're trying to talk sense into other professors um and then they try to give parents just like tips on how to actually, um, like, sorry, one other example, and I'm not even that far into it. So like, this is bad, but it's like, we tell our kids to listen to your feelings. How do you feel right? Like get in touch with your feelings. But the problem is when you study, when you study psychology, what you realize is that kind of like system one and system two in thinking fast and slow, your feelings are driven by system one which tend to be wrong most of the time. So Mm -hmm. by teaching your kids to listen to their feelings and make decisions based on their feelings, you're actually training them to listen to system one, which is okay sometimes, but like when it comes to making critical decisions, they're like, they don't even have the mental flexibility to move into system two. So um, and teachers aren't teaching it and then universities don't reinforce it so it's like follow your feelings might be the worst advice you can tell kids because they parents don't even know that like your feelings are meant to deceive you like your brain uses feelings as a as a way to bypass your thinking brain you know so um,
0: yeah but uh, you know I'm- I guess on, on the weekend, like I was asking my nephews, uh, like, what, what do you want from Santa for Christmas? And then my, and Nolan, my older nephew, he's like six now, his um like great grandmother died. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know if this, he was saying this as a reaction to that, but he was saying like, oh, all I want for Christmas is for my whole family to be together and no one to die. Jesus. And, and, and like, that's heavy. I didn't know what to say, but I didn't want to say like, um, no, no, it's okay. Everyone's going to be around forever because it's not like, I want to be real with him. Yeah. But I didn't say anything. And I think that was kind of a mistake, but you sort of like rub like, his hair like, and then just walk away. Well, no. Well, like immediately after he said that, his younger his his brother younger brother who's like three, he's like, "I just want Santa to give me something big, really heavy, maybe a fox." Maybe <laughs> so. i was like, okay. Well, you know, like that moment just kind of passed. And I didn't know what to say, and I was like, "Well, cool. Thank, thank, thanks, Elliot for uh, for bridging that." Um. But but it's true. Like I think I think a lot of people would have said like no that's not that's not true, Nolan. It's going to be fine. Like everyone's going to live around for forever. And I think that that's just a lie. Um, but going back to like the thing about free speech, though, I was wondering like you know even in the in the age of Trump right now, in some ways, isn't it like a good thing that he's so outspoken because he's obviously a voice of like. Obviously, like the silent majority of people, um, like the fact that he got voted in, a ton of people think the way he thinks, and like you, like you said, like the peanut factory. If people are now um, afraid to listen to words, obviously on the other side, people are afraid to speak those words. So, but you don't have any kind of dialogue if nobody's saying anything either.
1: So right. Yeah. In some yeah. ways...
0: The- because he just he surfaces all these things, all these problems that are that they were always there, and he's just kind of bringing it, like giving giving everyone a voice to, to to talk about it. Really,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that as long as he doesn't do any real damage to like the rule of law and stuff like that, it's probably the best thing to just sort of tease out a lot of these, like you say, like you can bring these topics to light and talk through them, and and I, I'm a uh, I think I'm like I, I'm pretty much a free speech. Um, I, I'm I'm close to being like a free speech absolutist, and I think one of the reasons is that I really feel that if you if you let idiots talk, or you let mm-hmm. you know really like people with really bad views talk, like if you let the Grand Wizard of the KKK talk, you're, mm-hmm. and you just let him go, you're gonna be like, oh, you're you're an idiot. Like you're yeah. you're racist. You're an idiot. You have no you have no factual basis for anything you're saying. Like, um, and I think that the more you let people talk like that, the the easier it is to look at and be like, are you are you serious? Like, do you you know? Mm-hmm. But then I think the flip side is that there's a lot of dummies out there who maybe have never heard him speak before. They'll hear him speak and be like, yeah, right on, right on, brother. Like, yeah, yeah like I, I was thinking the same thing. And then that's where. There is this line where if I know you're a, a bad actor, I probably shouldn't let you talk because you can only do harm. Um, mm-hmm. And who draws that line and like who, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange, it's a strange line. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, but, I, but I feel like nothing gets resolved if nobody's talking about it. So obviously right. a, lot, a lot of things are being talked about. Right. Um, like
1: I look at like, um, I'd, I'd love to know what the numbers are of, of like Scientology right now, because I feel like ever since South Park kind of cracked the seal, f- I don't know what, seven or eight years ago, and they did that episode on how ridiculous Scientology was. And then there was the that book and then the HBO movie, and then um more celebrities started leaving and that Leah Remini person started talking about it. And it's like, The more people just talk about Scientology, the more normal people can look at it and be like, oh man, that's very, like, this is really weird. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and then it just sort of the veil of the mystique kind of falls off and you can be like, okay, well, again, live and let live. If Tom Cruise isn't hurting anybody and wants to believe in Scientology, great, like power to him. Um, mm-hmm. but man, I'm not going to be signing up any, anytime soon. Or so like, and I, that's the only way that happens is when you just start talking about it more and you ask questions and you, you know, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, so yeah, where's should- and- I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to read that. Are, are you actually reading it, or are you listening to it? Oh no, I I never read anymore. I when I say oh, I'm reading, okay. I, that means I'm listening.
0: Oh, okay, got you.
1: <laughs> Why is that cheating?
0: No, no, no. Uh, I, I I you know, like I like I told you, like I I kind of signed up for Audacity or not Audacity, um, uh, Audible, and then I canceled it after a while because I it was just weird. I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't get into it, man.
1: I know it's 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 a total. Some people I've I've referred so many people and it's, it's almost a fifty fifty where people are like, this is the best thing ever, or no, nope, could never do this. Like I'll.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, what's actually good though. I listen to our, when I edit our pod, I listen to that at one and a half times. And I feel that's a good speed.
1: Yeah, that is a good speed. Yeah. That is a um, good speed. And you know what? I've actually stopped listening to books at two or three X. And cause I realized I listened to one big long history book at two and a half, three X. And I did this little test where I tried to write down 10 things I remembered from the book and I couldn't even write down 10 things. So (laughs) it's like maybe on some subconscious level I, I retained it, but why like, who am I trying to impress by, but you know, like if I want to read the book, I should just sit and invest the 40 hours or, or whatever. And, um, um, and if I'm not willing to do that, then I probably don't want to read the book that bad. So,
0: um, I, I'm not. Are, really... are you still doing the book report? What's that? Are you? Uh... Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can. Yep. Yeah. Are you still doing the book reports?
1: No, you know I was thinking about it, but no, they 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 dropped off. You know, and I um I, I really want to though because I, I do feel like. One of my superpowers is I I, I find interesting books. Like obviously, I listen to a lot of the the uh, like the popular stuff, but I, I do find really interesting books or books that I get into a couple years later. I'll find like other people start talking about. So like I I I don't know I probably should, but it's just it's a lot of time to put into those reviews. Like I always think they're going to be quick, and then it ends up taking a long time. But they're I think.
0: Um, I, I think we're- is just doing like five five things I, I learned from this book. Yeah. Yeah. It could, it could be like a one-liner, it doesn't have to be like a full-on essay or anything.
1: Yeah, that's um, a good um. Yeah, because yeah. I've, I've had a few, and I think the key the key to that, like anything, is to just do it as soon as it's done. Like I just finished um I just finished a really good one uh last week, and it's already fading right because I'm on to ne- uh, the next one so if you do it kind of in the moment then then yeah I feel like it would be really easy it's like you with your daily writing if you didn't if you tried to go back a month and write you know you, you'd never do it
0: yeah um, actually that that said you want to do a quick project update
1: oh sure yeah um,
0: go go ahead how's uh how goes the book um so, for the listeners now, like we recorded this last well two weeks ago. So I and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it again, but I forgot what we talked about two weeks ago. Um, in terms of the project, so I'm just gonna I guess exactly where things are right now. Um, I am working with a designer from Sego, This guy Paul, um, really really talented guy, um, but my thing to him was like, how do we take my writing as it is right now? And how do we just using design, break things up a little bit? um, So it doesn't feel so monotonous of day to day to day. So he has like a couple layouts where we can have images in there, breaking things out where quotes have like their own kind of space. So some days get a bigger treatment than other days. Um, But what 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 he has right now i think it actually it breathes quite well so my goal is to build like a a good bathroom book so i want to have something in the bathroom that anyone can flip to any page and they can pick up and read for like five minutes that that's the that's my goal that's my 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 hope is to get in people's classrooms um and not something you have to kind of read like complete from, you know, like this coddling of the American mind, I imagine a little bit more intense. Um, but yeah, so I want to have like a really light kind of tone, like almost like a zombie survival guide kind of tone to it. So, um, yeah. And so he has, he has sections for like pro tips, sleep strategies, travel tips, things like that. And I think that just lightens the whole thing a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, I've just, I actually just finished editing the whole year so from yeah month one all the way to 12 um i have two essays that i'm quite happy with in the can so one kind of on screen time one on um on just growing up in a different kind of world and generation than my daughter will and i have a couple other i'm kind of working on right now but um they're not completely there yet one's on like divergent thinking or like lateral thinking, um, and trying to raise Abby in a, in an environment where that's kind of fostered or, so I I don't know. I'm not sure like in all my writing, I just kind of just write a whole bunch of stuff and then I just gut a whole bunch of stuff. And if something feels like a good nugget, then I'll just carve that out. Um, but yeah, so, so far two essays in the can and I want to see if I can get two more. Um, but the goal is to get this printed for Christmas
1: damn that's so cool man that's like a month
0: yeah 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 so it's cool man at the very least I should have the whole year with pictures and quotes and the thing all designed out and printed and um, however many essays I get in there I get in there and uh, let's just see how that lands that's awesome um, so what's yeah. your what's your current like
1: so when you're writing these essays what's your process for for how do you find time to do the essay writing because I feel like that's a different kind of writing than the daily the daily writing
0: yeah I I don't know, like there's just, I guess when I, there's certain topics, I think like daycare, for example, was probably the most challenging thing and conflicting thing for me as like a young parent, I think in more recent times, Um, because you're, you're taking your kid and you're dropping your kid off to like this, like a stranger and your kid does not like it. Like Abby did not like going, like she would claw at me and she wouldn't want me to put her down and she would just be screaming. And you feel like such, like such an asshole. Like when you drop her off, like you, you, you've done this with both your kids. I'm sure. Um, and yeah, it's only like now I feel like she's, she actually likes it, but it's, it it makes it feel like, am I putting her in prison? Am I putting her against her will in this place? Um, And so I don't know, I just have like thoughts and and, like ramblings about that. And I just kind of keep writing things in that. Like I have like one medium post that I just use as a notepad. And just anytime I have thoughts about daycare, I just kind of throw them in there. (laughs) And um, yeah, and sometimes I'll just kind of run on for like a couple paragraphs. Sometimes I just have like a sentence. And but right now it's just like a lot of loose thoughts that I think need to be organized.
1: Interesting. So you're not Uh, you're not saying, okay, from... 8.30 Eight thirty to nine thirty every night. I'm gonna sit down, like it's it's more of spur of the moment, and then and then you're gonna go in and kind of clean clean up those thoughts and keep editing.
0: Yeah, like I have buckets of things. So I have like work life balance. I have like the grind of parenting, sanity versus guilt, um, the value of ten minutes. Um, oh, that's interesting. Thoughts and screen time, yeah. There, lateral thinking, growing up a robot. So I have all these buckets of things, and then I just kind of write. When I have a good thought about that thing, I put it in in that in that uh, Medium post that never gets published. But um, I feel I need a better tool that I can just tag. I feel tagging would be better than having to bring up like a you know, like I'm juggling like twenty different Medium posts right now. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I do, and I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I I think at the end of it, I want to get ideally like twelve like really tight essays um but my my hope is i finished writing this it's for the family it's good um it's a cool artifact then i'm gonna try to see if i can get it published and i'm gonna try to reach out to publishers i don't know anything about that process so that would be kind of cool to talk about when i figure some of that stuff Yeah, that would be so cool Um, and if that doesn't happen i think what i'm gonna do is like i'm gonna have a whole bunch of these essays in the can and i'm gonna self-publish and I'm going to kind of use the essays as a way to push the content of the book. So I'll, I'll give out the essays. Like I'll, I'll put them out and, but I'll always like cross sell to, to the book. I think that's my self promotional plan.
1: Right. Like, yeah. like put the essays on medium putting back to the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to – it feels like I'm kind of at the end of a project but almost at the start of a project. Right, right.
1: Well, I, th- I think like, like you said, it's important though to have like your – try to see it as two projects because I think that if you, if you don't really celebrate that – the closing of one project and the transition to another, then it's going to feel like this giant – so I think you do need to really – like when you – you know, whatever, submit your final manuscript or when it goes to the printer or you get your first copy, I feel like you really have to take a good, even if it's just a mental celebration of like, wow, fuck, this is done. um, And then almost like kick the, um, you know, the the next one off or else you're just going to feel like this never ending cycle, I think
0: yeah yeah no for sure and but it's like any kind of like i think creative endeavor i i do feel like there's just so many other things i could do like i want to get an illustrator to um like I have, i'm going to put po- photos of, of abby and to add context and color to the whole thing and that's cool but i think it'd be funnier if i just had a lot of illustrations and, and <laughs> stuff in there like i see like a lot of fun funny graphs or um just yeah pictures and I, I have like a style in mind i, I think already like like diagrams just like
1: about, um
0: like, like I, I have this one 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 post i was just rereading my stuff and i kind of edited and changed some things but it, it's funny how like when I, I i feel like i'd almost give up everything to just go see abby for um like whatever, like I, I like I, like I just, when I'm leaving work, I'm like, I just want to go see Ivy, and it's like such a big deal. And then when I'm there with her, it's like 15 minutes later. I'm like, I just want to be by myself. <laughs> yep <laughs> um, you, you know, like I, I, but I, I feel like maybe, maybe, maybe it's cause I'm an asshole. No, I'm not sure, no, but no, I feel I'm, like I'm a lot. So
1: I've got Emma two days this week and, um, yeah. and so like I had her all day today and then tomorrow. And I was, like, all excited to have all this stuff for us to do. And then by, like, noon, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for you to have a nap. <laughs> like, I'm ready for yeah. you to go to
0: sleep for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's true. and uh, but, it, it, but it's funny how that is. and But I think you, there's a whole series of kind of graphs like that um, for different kind of situations. But I think that those would be kind of funny. And just, like, illustrations of um, – I don't know, even more descriptive things. Like maybe I'm trying to take a dump and Abby's trying to, you know, sit on my lap while I'm trying to take a dump. I, I don't know, but you know, funny moment. I yeah. think that can be communicated really well. Yeah. No, that's so, so cool,
1: man. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see yeah. it.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and, and you man, How, how's everything going?
1: Uh, Oh, able sells is good. I'll keep mine pretty quick. Not, not a lot to update on. Um, So I am sort of doing what we talked about where I'm focusing on a few key... Okay, so the theme for me right now is really kind of like bottoms up numbers again. So it's one of those where I'm having a... I'm really treating this more like a business from dollars and cents, profits, revenues. Like Mm -hmm. really, I want to get my... Sometimes I realize I, I'm I think I'm going to be making X, and then I make twenty percent of that. So mm-hmm. I need to figure out where my where where am where are my assumptions about my business wrong. And like one of the first ones was me not accounting for the U.S. exchange rate. Where I think I talked about this, but like as the exchange rate was going worse and worse, obviously I buy all my products in in U.S. and I pay for and I sell them in Canadian dollars. So. Theoretically, one day I will just start losing money (laughs) if I don't if I don't change Mm. that. So, but I figured that one out pretty quickly and then just adjusted my prices and then went back to normal. So, but I feel like there's five or six of those hidden things that are out there that I need to like um I add, you know, two dollars on every order from a cost perspective for things like my boxes and my tape and my packing materials. But that was like mm-hmm. a an arbitrary i did that very quickly you know i i took five invoices and i rounded it and you know just like really really quick math and it's like no i i need to really know like is it $2 or is it $2.20 or is it $1.85 cuz that actually makes a difference so um like really trying to get back to the nuts and bolts of the business and i think a a scary thing that i've just <laughs> kind of noticing is that Retail is a tough game (laughs) and it's like, it's taken me a year to figure this out that if I want to make serious money. So if you remember uh, my goal is to, to be able to afford a Tesla model X um, at least. So it's about $980 a month. So if I want to be making $980 a month profit from able cells, I need to be doing, 10 to 20 times, times the number of orders I'm doing a day. So it's because my margins are just so, are so small because I'm, I'm in retail and like, I've talked to other people and that's Mm. totally common. Um, It's not like I'm totally doing this wrong. It's just that the, the real retail numbers is in volume. And it's, it's not that you can't run a business or you can't have a nice little profitable company but for the amount of work you're putting in the amount of profit you get out of it is it sometimes doesn't feel like enough for the amount of work that's going in so I think that uh kind of in the next 10 so kind of by December I want this project to be done and then my taxes will be done and all my kind of accounting will be done and then I can really start thinking about okay so I'm just going to work backwards. Like if, if this is the number I want to be making a month, then what are all the things that have to be true in order for that to happen? And, um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of it. It's, uh, the whole Canada post strike has been a, a big problem too. So that's been interesting just like dealing with that. Um, but, um, overall not
0: too. I, I had a suggestion yeah. for you. I was going to ask, um, I, I I think it was the last episode we recorded, Talked about like how you have one or two items that are super hot. Yes. Right. Yep. And, and oh, was that episode 40? I, I think it was. We'll, we'll talk about what happened um, in episode 40. So
1: are these items perishable? No, not really. I mean, they are. Yes. But like they're um, the shelf life on all the products I have is two years.
0: Hello, sorry. Oh, did we cut out? My connection's terrible. Can you? Hear? Oh, hang on.
1: <laughs> there we yeah. go. Um, yeah, the
0: shelf life is two years. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna say, like, why don't you have? Have you thought, like, because of the exchange rate, because of um, I don't know, just different things like cash flow and whatnot. Like, just loading up on this stuff when the exchange is good and when. You know, you have a surplus of money and just storing it. The problem, yeah. The, the, just, like, the problem is, it. um, if if I go down that road, I have to get a
1: loan because the or I I would just have to really go above my my credit card. So right now, I'm running this on a ten thousand dollar line of credit. That's like my that that's my business bank and the, but but yeah yeah you're totally right. And I think that as I start to go through this exercise, what I'm going to find is that. I actually don't need to be doing fifty orders a day if I can bring my materials cost down thirty percent. Then I could do twenty orders a day, which is more tractable because I'm already doing seven to ten sometimes. So now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I only need to get ten more orders a day. I can figure that out. That that's like
0: that's a fun problem to solve. Yeah. Um, So I I, I don't care. how come you're you're pulling from like a line of credit versus like your personal savings uh, out of curiosity?
1: Oh, just cause it's so cheap. It's, th- it's a, there's a 3% prime, like a 3% prime rate right now for, um for line of credit. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, even if you carry a maximum balance, so even if you're, you're rocking $10,000 um, you're paying 30 bucks a month in interest, like it's, it's actually not, um, not it's, it's a, it's a good time yeah. to be, to be doing on uh, to be borrowing debt um and also that wasn't kind of the game that i wanted to play with it like i mean i use my uh, you know savings for the original buy but the whole point was to try to see if i could build a profitable business from day one without going into debt and but again after talking to a lot of retail people you do need to have uh or you either need to dip, you need to dip into some kind of, a, of, of savings because you, you need to be able to strike on these opportunities, like you said. So let's say right now, Perfect Keto comes to me and says, hey, 50% off everything. Um, like I don't have the money to buy what I want. So now in that case, I would go into my savings and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. But like by my rules of the game, I I wouldn't right now have the cash flow. I probably have three or four thousand dollars on my credit card right now, because um, the rest is sitting in inventory that I need to earn back and then pay off my credit card. So it's um. Anyway, long story short, I think what I'm gonna figure out after mm. this is so I'm actually I'm getting a, a ClearBank loan, which is super exciting. So I'm uh, gonna sign that hopefully tomorrow or the next day. So, but ClearBank is pretty strict about what you can spend the money on. So. It only works for, uh, for marketing. So it's only Google and Facebook ads. That's all they let you spend your, your money on. So, but that's great. Mm-hmm. Cause then now I can have that cost totally removed. I can experiment with taking a, a loan with really good terms and that's my sales and marketing budget now. And, um, then I can spend the rest of my money buying inventory. So, and I am going to only
0: buy, you know, seven or eight SKUs. Um, so is, does ClearBank, I forgot, do they, they don't take equity or they just take a percentage return? Yeah, it's,
1: it's so they give you a loan. So let's say they give you a $10,000 loan. They, they give you um, like you, you pay a fee on top of that. So let's say it's 500 bucks. So your actual loan is 10,500 bucks. And then, they hook up directly to Shopify so that every time I get paid, they take 25% of, uh, or I don't know if it's 25, whatever number you agree to where that revenue comes directly. So they're the first person to get paid. And then you take gotcha. whatever's left after that. So you're technically still getting paid. They're the first person to get paid. So then um, it's it's pretty cool. Like if you've got a like what's amazing and what I feel so so good about was I I sat down and I was kind of worried when I looked at okay so where all this started was I looked at my credit card and I got kind of I kind of panicked because I was like I could pay this it's not, it's not that I couldn't pay it it's just that something is unsustainable here like I'm I'm losing yeah. money right now why why am I losing money and what I realized is that I I'm, I'm not I'm I made going back to a few episodes ago I made bad buying decisions and I have a lot of money sitting in my warehouse just burning a hole in the shelves because it's not moving. So that is technically money that's sitting on my shelf that's not moving. So um but again like that's a that sucks because I have actual other things I need to pay for that I don't have the cash flow to pay for. Um so but what I did was I did a. I was kind of worried, like maybe my ads are not actually profitable. Maybe I'm. Maybe I have Google Analytics or uh, Google AdWords set up wrong. Maybe my conversions are double counting. All these things that I've come across before. I've, it's never been my own money, so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to do a complete audit, just like I would if 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 somebody hired me and said, okay, Kent, like just do a complete audit of my marketing tool chain. Luckily, my mm-hmm. ads are extremely profitable. Like they are, um, um, you know, for for twenty four dollars, I'm getting over two hundred dollars in spend on per, per yeah. So true. my my return is almost ten times, which is revenue revenue return. But the, so
0: yeah, but the in spend like how much is that? Well, you don't have to go into the numbers now, but like obviously your your margins are low like you said in the exactly right? so
1: then this is what really allowed me to pull the trigger though on the clear bank because it's like okay i know now that if i if someone just gave me whatever amount for sales and mar- for 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 ads i am going to make that money back like that's not even a like that's not even a question so it's uh, i'm real, So i'm really excited to get that going and turn that on
0: um and should you should you figure out your uh kind of numbers first before you even sign with clearbank like in terms of the terms or are they fixed they're
1: they're they're fixed terms yeah yeah yeah. they're um yeah there won't be any um and again it's such a small loan that uh so it's under ten thousand dollars the loan from from clearbank because they want to start it off small and kind of see how you do so worst case scenario i could just Mm. pay off my like i'm not there's no, there's no risk here. If it was like 20, 30, 40, 50,000, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'll wait a bit, but this is kind of just a, a dip my toe in. And,
0: um, no, 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 for sure. I, I guess I just wonder like if they they're taking the 25%, but if your margins are so, so low that you can't even afford that 25%, you you might be losing on those transactions, right? Right? Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, the the model of them coming back and buying, like the if I acquire someone, I I would I would be fine mm. losing money or even breaking even on on people coming in through through paid because they they'll come back and right. buy, right? Typically, right. so but sixty four percent of them do. So, yeah. um. Anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it's exciting to. But it's also I'm i I'm in another bit of a dip I think with with Able Cells where it's not that I'm not excited it's that I'm in the middle of a lot of um, SEO work too right now so and <clears throat> it's like I, I I'm so happy that I that I did this because I always preach how slow and tedious and boring and shitty SEO is. And then when I'm the patient though, and I'm applying my own method and I'm seeing the results, I am so impatient and I just want to solve this problem with money or I want to find a shortcut. And then it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm having that same conversation I've had so many times, but it's in my own head now where it's like, Hey, you, you told yourself April, like, you're not going to even look at this until April, like you, this is the long game. Like you're here for two years. You're here for three years. Like you're going to, you're going to own this keyword in in a year and a half. Like you will be number one. You will be getting 10 times the traffic. Like these are the things I have to be telling myself, but man, it is so hard to, to be the patient, you know, even when you know the medicine works, like it's, um, but, but again, it's really powerful. And what I'm, I'm really proud of is that I've I've completely reconvinced myself that I just know what the fuck I'm doing with SEO. Like I'm the, the, the plan, the strategy, like the gains, it's all, it's, it's progressing exactly like I thought it would. And, um, Mm -hmm. anyway, so that's just a, it's a good ego boost Mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh yeah, I could do this. Like if you came to me and said, I need to be the number one keyword I need my book to be the number one result for this keyword. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm more convinced than ever now that I can just pick a keyword and be like, okay, let's go. Like I can rank for that. Let's, it doesn't matter what it is. Let's go. Um,
0: In In a non, in a non black hat way. Yeah.
1: Totally white hat. So not even gray, like just very. And, and again, what's, what's amazing is that it's been a while since I've gone totally white and, um, it works. It works better than than going black, actually. And actually, I'm going to talk about this, but I did go black. <laughs> I bought sixty shitty links just to see what would happen. And again, I did exactly what I thought was going to happen. Happened. I got not only did it not work, I got penalized. And it's like, wow. but it's it'll be a great blog post because. I have all the data that shows the hit I took and, and, and when you look at the kind of, when you, in your head though, when you're doing that cost benefit, you're like, Oh, but it's so easy. And it's only $89. And like, look at all these case studies they have, like, surely this is legitimate. And then no, it's, they're not, there are no legitimate link building sites. There are no legitimate ones. They all suck. And, but you, but you see the temporary pop. So like, you see a 3 week where you're riding really high and then you know fast forward 6 months from now and you're worse than where you started so it's um but but anyway but it's great that and i i limited yeah. it to 60 so i can go disavow each so i've i've personally like disavowed each 60 link um and yeah. um so like it'll it, it's not going to have a long term effect but um hmm
0: yeah a, a friend of mine he's uh i don't know if this is a white or gray hat but i you know there's auction sites for websites when they go down and they some of these sites have a lot of kind of search power and he basically buys buys them up and uh uses it as a way to redirect to kind right, of yeah. his content um, but he's like yeah man there's like tons of these auction sites out there and people pay like big money for a lot of these sites with a lot of search power that is lingering search power. Oh my gosh. Like Um, if I could
1: go back in time. So I look at, I I was really, I was just thinking about this last week. So I started building Mm. websites in 2001. Yeah, I was 17. So maybe 2003. So um, if you had have just built up, some kind of like mediocre websites back then and done some really basic Mm -hmm. linking. Um, And what you realize is that it's, it's, you've got this cartel of people who've been doing this for years and they control all of these domains that don't actually really do anything. They just give power to other domains. So like your, your friend's strategy, Mm -hmm. I would call that gray because there's nothing, there's no, like you're not actually tricking the search engine. You're just doing what like, It's it's gray in the sense of like it's it's a little disingenuous, but at the same time, like it's not it's not against the law. It's not even you're not going to get penalized for it. Um, but it's it just feels a little like um like okay,
0: it's a little shady. Well, yeah, because it's
1: like every time I'm on those auction sites trying to figure out a name I could buy, there's this voice in the back of my head that's like why don't you just invest in a really good piece of content that just would get you 500 organic links like, and, and help your audience and help you learn something like, why don't you just go and create a really valuable piece of content and earn those links that you're about to go buy? Like that's the, that's the voice in my head hmm. that I keep kind of hearing. Um, and especially when it's something like able cells where I have a bit of a, an interest in obviously. And I um, like, I'm just being lazy. I could easily be putting together link worthy content and I'm just, I'm too lazy to, to do that. It's so much work. Um, but anyway, that, that, that is a great strategy. That's it's similar to this one called broken link building, um, which is a really low hanging fruit thing where you, um, you basically go to a bunch of websites that are linking to who you want to rank for. And you just use a simple Chrome plugin mm-hmm. or a Firefox plugin that tells you all the links on the site that are broken and it happens a lot, like two or 3% of every link on a page, there's, they're going to be broken. Like they're going to point to a page that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and then you just mm-hmm. either tweet at or email the owner of the site and say, Oh, Hey, uh, I noticed that you, uh, used to link to this keto thing that website's down. Hey, would you, would you link to this instead? Um, so you're doing them a favor cause they don't want broken links on their site. And then you find them and basically plug them and direct them to your, um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, and like stupid little things like you and I, because I don't know if you still have your.edu web space from DGP. God, I don't even know if I can still access it. Um, well, but like know. that used to be one of the most powerful links in my control. Cause Uh, the DGP so Toronto.edu is one of the original EDU TLDs like in the world one of the originals it has incredible power so you just point one link at a site and you're going to see a a bump Um, so like just little things like that like if you if you had 50 friends who all have like pages and wanted to throw you a link like that can literally make or break the the difference so a lot of it is like who you know and connections and um, anyway, mm-hmm. it's, a it's, so all this being said, um, it's, it's an exciting time, but I'm in a very, this is like the work phase for me. Like orders are still coming in. I'm not making as much money as I want to be making. I know there's still something here. I know I need to take it to the next level. Uh, but, and like, I'm building links every day. I'm spending my 30 minutes trying to build one link per day um
0: and it's it sorry when you try to build one link a day like what do you do you just go to you have like people you want to hit up and you just kind of reach out to like say one of these broken link people hypothetically and say like hey can you link to my so i don't do broken
1: link building um well i have in the past but i don't do it for able cells because um keto is such a new kind of a it's it's so fresh that it's hard to like i feel like it'd be a waste of it just wouldn't be a good use of my time to do broken link building. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'll do is um, so for example, like right now I'm, my goal is to rank for um, a compound keyword called a uh, perfect, uh, perfect keto Canada. So um, it mm. gets about 2,200 searches a month. I'm number seven or eight right now. So I probably see about 260 views um, a month from that one keyword and, um, if I break the top three, I'll probably sell 10 times as much just from that one thing. Right. So it's a, it's a really wow. powerful keyword to be hunting. Um, so what I do mm. is I just have a bunch of tools that tell me, uh, you know, and you can just use Google and, and other free tools. I have, a, I pay for one called Ahrefs and it tells me, um, mm-hmm. okay, here's everyone who, or here are the three or four people who are ranking for that word perfect keto Canada. So obviously perfect keto is his ranking. And then yeah. you say, okay, so yeah. let's say there's uh, seven. So I'm in seventh place. There's six people in front of me. So then what you do is you put each mm-hmm. of those six pages through AH and you figure out where all of their links right. are. So you start to see yeah. some common patterns and then, um, So for example, like one of the things that I've been noticing that a lot of their links come from um, basically like dieting forums. So um, people like weight loss, like weight loss forums. So people who are looking to lose weight and they're online talking to each other, talking about what works. Um, So what I've actually Mm -hmm. been doing, which is like very white hat and very time consuming is I will go create accounts at all these places. And I will literally sit there and read comments and try to actually be a good citizen of that forum and, you know, say, Hey, I'm Kent from able cells. And, um, you know, I did this, this, and this, or I've heard some of my clients do this, this, and this. And sometimes I talk about my competition. Sometimes I like, so like, that's, that's one way. Um, Uh, Mm -hmm. then there's, um, then there's, you know, all the bloggers and the newspaper articles. And then those are the ones that take a long time. Like, so I try to reach out to all these, you know, people at like the Globe and Mail and Toronto star. And these are like beat health reporters. And I just have a, you know, you'd reach out to them and you'd be like, Hey, my name's Kent and here's my store. And like, look, I, um, I noticed you wrote about this person. Obviously, I'd love yeah. for you to write about me. Here's why I'm special. If you ever need me to comment on something, if you ever need my opinion, if you ever need whatever, here's like here's what I want from you. I want a link. I don't want money. I don't want fame and glory. I just want a link. Um and if I can help you with anything, like just let me know. And like it's just really
0: basic shit like that. Yeah, yeah total salesman you're, you're you're it's like you know di- digital well, salesman. yeah and then
1: like and then sometimes there's like really weird ones where like you realize there's these directories that you're not aware of and then sometimes you it's really easy you can just like sign up for the directory and add yourself to a pretty decent directory kind of like someone who's trying to build the next yellow pages there's seven of those companies mm-hmm. out there and if you don't use a tool like ahres you might not find where you're just these like really easy links that are just sitting there waiting for you to, to go take. Um,
0: yeah. So um, um, I'm going to no that that's, that that's great, man. I, and do you think you you're able to kind of bring your cost down quite significantly? I don't know. Um, the, the thing I'm experimenting
1: with right now is asking for um, net 30 and net 60 terms. So like I'm, just basically asking people to give me the products so that I can sell them and then pay them <laughs> so that I'm not actually going out of pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, okay.
1: yeah. and so far it's been pretty good. Not as good as I wanted. Like a, a lot of them are not kind of into it. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of figuring out that world, but that's also, that's sales. I can, I'm, I'm familiar with that world. I can try to, you know, negotiate mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, so yeah, hmm.
0: that's the your your biggest cost is shipping, probably. No, I
1: I I get people to pay for shipping now. Yeah, so I charge oh, okay. ten dollar flat rate shipping. Um, mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. once in a while I'll lose a bit of money. Like if it's going to Alberta or Edmonton, I'll lose maybe four or five bucks on an order. But no, overall, my that's revolutionized my my numbers because I'm not spending sixteen dollars yeah. per order
0: on shipping. You should, uh, you should get someone like, uh, I don't know, you have buddies in this space or, um, what's your, your buddy who, who does the pick picking? Oh, stuff? Aaron. I forgot his name. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Or get like, get someone to just audit your, your actual business. Yeah. That's not a
1: bad idea. Like, uh, to do like a full, um, yeah. And audit in like what way? Like to make sure that my, like my, my baselines and stuff are good.
0: Yeah, like like I don't know. Even like pay pay somebody or something just to come in and just do an audit of like all your costs, um, your your cost of goods, cost of like your just your general operation, um, and they can tell you like yeah, you, your your margins aren't aren't good. They can be better. Have you thought about this service? Have you thought about doing things this way? Um, you know, just uh, having external eyes on on what what you're doing. Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: I mean, really, like that's like my buddy Phil. Um, and Kenny, yeah, Yeah, they, they do, they do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I should ask them. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, Hey, I feel like, Um, so that's an hour. I feel like we should cut this into an episode. I think that's an episode. I think we do a project update episode and then we can, do you want to, do you have energy to do a a topic?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm going to. Stop recording. I got I have master getting. I have like master <laughs> she was one one hey, back like back double your money and make a stack uh, hold uh, on to the next one 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 on to the next